0: Welcome back to the second episode of She Slays and These. However, we don't have slay, which is Alex today.
1: Um, (laughs) We're down a (laughs) sleigh. We're down
0: a sleigh. Alex is slaying uh, work experience today, so she is not slaying with us. So it's just myself and Freya this morning. Yes, let's just get into it. Our five favourite articles of the week. It's been a very busy week because all the print content has been Mm -hmm. going up from our um, refreshers edition. So there's been a lot going out there. So it's been quite difficult to pick, I think. This
1: yeah, good. there's been so much good content. And with Broad <laughs> Digital Magazine oh came out over the weekend, so we've been busy. Yeah,
0: And if you want to hear about the processes of making a print edition of both uh, Brig and then the digital version of Bra, uh you can find that on Brigcast, our, our other podcast, our main one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we did that as well. Yeah, so I mean, we'll start because I have one of friends articles here, which is... <sighs> Quad Ball, the Harry Potter sport creating
1: space for LGBT plus people.
0: Um, just, yeah, just give us a little bit about that. What's that all about?
1: Yeah, this actually interviewed quite a while ago. Um, and then just uni life got in the way. And then over Christmas, I was like, oh, I have this interviews that I haven't written up. Do you want something for print, Nathan and Manu? And they were like, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, it was really fun. It was really interesting to learn about a different sport, quite a new sport, quite a niche sport. Yeah, and it's really inspired me a lot for my dissertation yeah. this term and stuff. Yeah. So really cool. Yeah. yeah, it was a very good interview.
0: And I also love that that's very realistic about student journalism. is just you do something, like, a month ago, and then you <laughs> finally just go, I really should do something with yeah. like that. Um, I think we have a couple of pieces in print that are people's assignments and stuff. Yeah. Um,
1: but that's because they're good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: we love news sports.
1: Um, do, you have an, do you have any, what, do you have a sport article? I do don't you know? have any sports articles, but I do have a news article. <gasps> which was Ali's amazing date piece oh goodness, about yeah. the Student Publication Awards. Mm-hmm. I... Did we speak about this on the other podcast? I, I can't remember. I don't think I did. But I'm going to speak about it again because it's really amazing. They worked really, really hard on this. This has been many, many, many months in the process. It's been a lot passion project. They've found all the data themselves. They had to like watch back like all the YouTube videos to find the winners from years ago and stuff. It's turned out really, really amazing. Really, really thorough and well thought out. And they've got lots of comments from relevant people and I just think it's a really, really well rounded investigative piece.
0: Yeah, it's really great. Kind of original journalism and a riskful investigation, which we love to see. Um, yeah, and it's kind of yeah, I mean I remember when they first kind of pitched it to me, I was a bit <laughs> worried that like the SPS, who's I don't know, is it like going associated <laughs> that we were going to get blacklisted? But like the facts don't lie, she doesn't mm-hmm. lie, so like can't argue yeah. it. They got a comment from them, and yeah, it's just a really good, really good piece overall mm-hmm. about just Russell Group universities having an advantage over non-Russell Group universities mm-hmm. in terms of winning awards, and therefore, and then how that links into the disproportionate um, kind of balance of university opportunities mm. for journalists mm-hmm. around the country yeah. which is very very true mm-hmm. um so yeah hopefully that can potentially spark a bit of change and everything and hopefully mm-hmm. it doesn't affect our uh, <laughs> credentials <laughs> love,
1: love
0: you please give us some awards um i'm and yeah then i have um i have a bra article from Bra digital very Ooh. different one this was written by um alice pollard one of our newer writers it's called bodies in nature um mm-hmm. and it's kind of a creative cre- it's very descriptive very creative about kind of accepting your body and how kind of nature and being at one with nature um, mm-hmm. can kind of help you accept your body like the bit about the part where she talks about um kind of finding the wild in the water and being in the water and how that can kind of connect you to your body mm. i think is very beautifully written um yeah, it's just a very, very interesting take on body positivity, which mm-hmm. is the theme of Brawl's digital episode. Not episode. The theme of Brawl's digital magazine. So, yeah,
1: I really, really enjoyed That's that. Really
0: cool. Yeah, it was a very cool kind of original article mm-hmm. and looks very cool in the magazine.
1: Lucy yeah, did <laughs> Lucy did such a good job. I really liked that page. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, I then have... I have a film and TV article um, because oh, the film and TV section always such a slow... It is Rebecca Crockett's article herself um, called <laughs> How to Sell Sex, an interview of intimacy coordinator. <gasps> that was so interesting. I love that. It was such an interesting one. And the the woman she interviewed has worked on Outlander, Wednesday, House of Dragons, like very, very big shows.
1: Is there sex scenes in Wednesday?
0: I think what intimacy, intimacy coordinator isn't just about sex scenes. It's oh, about true. any kind of intimacy. So
1: it can even just be kissing yeah. and stuff. It That's really
0: be, interesting. It's really interesting how like the role of an intimacy coordinator has kind of panned out and that's the whole point is like it's not yeah it can it might not even be kissing it's just about Mm. like how to actually portray intimacy in different scenes especially with younger actors it's very Mm -hmm. very important Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was very interesting uh interview um yeah so kissing uh simulated sex nudity and about kind of how that was kind of worked in the, the kind of the rights of intimacy coordinators because mm. the, you know stunt coordinators etc etc have kind of had you know they're in the union etc etc they're mm. kind of represented better whereas intimacy coordinator is not because um it's a relatively new role so it's kind of being brought to light more but no it's a very interesting interview mm-hmm. definitely go read that um i also have <laughs> should talked about dream boys <laughs>
1: I would love to talk about Dream Boys, So this it. is
0: actually, this is not last week's. Um, this is, I think, about a week and a half, like two weeks ago, but I refuse to go on this podcast and not talk about <laughs> what I think will be my favourite article of the whole year, which yeah. is an <laughs> interview by one of our strongest interviewers, Carlin Braun, um, called The Dream Boys at Fumar. What does it take to make dreams come true? And this is about... <laughs> male strippers um a group of male strippers came to Foo bar which is our Static resident nightclub <laughs> and Carlin <laughs> reached out to me and she was like I want to go like can you get me like a free ticket and I was like absolutely babes I emailed the <laughs> FUBAR person at like you do, <laughs> the range of my role I emailed the Foo bar person at like 10pm I'm like hi any chance I can get like a press pass <laughs> Dream Boys. He emails back, like, 20 minutes later. It was, like, 10pm at night as well. Um, so, yeah, Carlin gets that. Um, but she's actually telling me that she meant to go and just review the show. But she didn't realise how early it started because it didn't advertise it anywhere. So, she thought it started probably, at, like, 9, 10pm. It started at 8. What? So she,
1: yeah, so she was, like, late. That seems so early in so the day for strippers. She
0: was going to have, like, a little drink beforehand, get herself ready to review this show. And... um yeah, she couldn't because she was at late <laughs> because it started at eight pm. So she kind of had to find a new angle and somehow got an interview with these boys. And some of the quotes in this article, like let me let me get That's amazing, just I love it so just much. amazing. Um, she interviewed the manager as well. Um, opening quote: I can strop, I can I can spot a stripper a mile away. Amazing. Um, there's an interview <laughs> with one guy who originally did like naked butlering. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know the line you're gonna read. It's my favorite line. But it didn't work out because he was hung too low below the apron. He had no option but to strip. <laughs> Our head of podcasting Chloe is trying really hard not to laugh in the corner. Honestly, I won't read out all the quotes, but if you like it yourself the most amazing article. And the fact that it's like also local,
1: like it's stunning local. Like it's, it's like, amazing. ticks all the boxes that you want If, in if room. you've been in FUBAR as well, then it just it's even more funny because the energy in there is so unsexual. <laughs> it's just what kind of was I can't even. like there were like thirty people in that. Like it was intimate. I just
0: it's such an amazing article. I I and also they, they're coming back in February and well, I'm dying to go see them. Social to see them. <laughs> Break social to see Dream Boys. Let's get them on the podcast. Let's <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> bring bring the podcasting equipment into Fubar, Bar. Chloe, <laughs> Chloe hates us so much. But yeah, just there's just some just phenomenal ones, you know. <laughs> yeah, I won't read any more out. Please go read it. Just type in Dream Boys Break on the internet.
1: You'll find it.
0: Um, do you have anything? What what what
1: article are we talking about after um, Dream Boys? Another great interview, uh-huh. which was Jodie's one with. Um, Paul Paul Lewis, Paul it? Lewis Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, who started the original Uni Drama Society. Again, this is something we talked about in the print podcast, but once again, I just love it so much. We were obsessed um, with this one. about the before Suds, which is the current established Uni Drama Society, yeah. there was dramas. Dramas. Back in the sixties and early seventies. Mm. Um and basically they kinda just went into financial ruin. Yeah, but of their <laughs> own accord. Um and yeah, that line about like with every trip of the postman the but- loss
0: grew with every visit of the postman. <laughs> amazing
1: line. Yeah, it was just
0: it's just amazing. And yeah, I'm I'm so impressed like the Jodie got was interview the man is 75.
1: And like he's quite, he's like a proper financial journalist now, which makes it very, even more funny that they went broke.
0: Yeah, he's a very famous financial journalist now, he has been on you know BBC and radio and TV etc. But yeah, um, and also as well as that, he revealed that um, he did write for Brick. He had a columnist called McMurday, I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, who was sacked from the newspaper <laughs> because of the pressure put on by the edit- put on by the uni to the editor. Um, because he was really rude and brick.
1: Um I feel like, like he did it bring, anonymously. Yeah. So yeah. this is him revealing his identity for the first time. Yeah, big so. deal. Um, but yeah,
0: I just find it. Yeah, he basically ran ran the drama club into ruin. Um, <laughs> there's one specific quote that I absolutely loved about them just all being like, "That was it." I think we were seen as a bit of a clique, a bit English, a bit self-selecting, and not terribly talented as far as acting or producing was concerned. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's called cool. that was the original article is called The End of Dramas. And yeah, just a fantastic interview that came about because of the fifty-fifth edition, which Amazing. was so
1: much fun. I had another one from yeah. Rebecca Crockett, which was in the paper. Oh <laughs> god,
0: we are just she's just her ego is gonna inflate so much if we continue doing this. All we
1: do is we come on here and talk
0: about Rebecca Crockett. <laughs>
1: Um, which was her Taste Buds oh review in the style of fine dining, which just made me laugh so, so much. If you are not a Sterling resident, Taste Buds is the takeaway outside food bars. Yeah, so, I was like to call it a chippy and got told off. Apparently it's not a chippy. It's, a chippy. it's not chippy. chippy. Um, it sells <laughs> chips, but it's not a chippy. For it to be a chippy, it also has to sell fish. In my opinion,
0: okay. Does it not selfish?
1: I don't think so. Oh,
0: shaking
1: her head. Okay. Chloe says no to yeah. selfish. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That's valid. Um, but yeah, just this—the way she's written it and like the style of it, like it being a fine dining experience—is just hilarious. I love it so much.
0: Taste buds is a really fun experience after a night out because um, we, as, as we said, we have like one takeaway place, which is we don't have one, but Taste buds <laughs> is the big takeaway place, and we have one club. The club closes at like 2am or 3am, depending on the night. Taste Buds closes at 1am. So it means you have to decide midway through your (laughs) night out if you want to have a Taste Buds and therefore if you want to leave early. Which I just think makes the experience so much more fun because you have people that are like... I'd rather have cheesy chips than stay in the snack club anymore. And some people don't. So yeah, Um, it's a very funny article. Um, She also talks about the experience that Taste Buds does, which is basically when they will do last orders, but they will like lock you in Taste Buds. So they will shut. (laughs) Yeah. So like if you're, it's like the coveted few and like, They'll be like, oh, yeah, you guys can all get your orders in. And then they'll lock the door. And so you can all put your orders in, but no one else can join the queue. And that's how they, like, separate it out. which that's is mad. Hysterical. Um, what is
1: your taste buds order? I can't have anything there because I'm celiac, Charlotte. You can't have anything. Probably not. So I, okay. Not to say I don't trust them, but I wouldn't trust them. That's, yeah, yeah. That's so valid. You don't know what's in that kebab meat. <laughs> Do you know, I've literally, I've never had a kebab. Um, fair it's a bit scary I don't
0: like just the fact that everyone's like kebab meat and I'm like that's not a thing what meat is it I was don't really eat meat just
1: but. miscellaneous yeah
0: uh, Chloe what's your taste buds order I just get chips <laughs> <laughs> anything on them
1: salt so. so, no, no cheese no a curry sauce no nope. this is the woman that doesn't like sandwiches I don't know why we're <laughs> surprised by this
0: Well, my go-to order is a cheese and garlic naan bread, so...
1: That sounds amazing. I would would eat that if I could have it.
0: Which, 50% of the time, does make me really ill, and we think (laughs) it's the garlic sauce, but I still order it every (laughs) single time. Um, yeah, that's my go-to taste buds order. Um, we have a lot of other great articles that you should go read on Brick right now. Content is absolutely thriving, um yeah well there were lots of other great ones throughout that I didn't pick um because uh,
1: so much good stuff yeah Yeah. exactly
0: um but yeah that's kind of it for today that's our well we did nine articles because we had an overlap with Jodie's yeah our favourite nine articles of the week slash two weeks because I wanted to talk about dream boys please go read that it's phenomenal um yeah and we'll see you next week uh for more shoes, Slays and nays, and our favourite favourite articles of the week woohoo We'll